And right before the break, we were talking with Suzanne. Suzanne? Um, you were talking about how your daughter is very afraid of the rain due to being both of you being trapped with your six-year-old son, too. She's three years old, in a thunderstorm trying to get into a car. It was was decent out, then the rains came pouring, and you don't think she's so much afraid of the thunder, but of the rain. Yeah. And that it's it's preventing her from breathing freely, from enjoying her life, from going out and enjoying music outside at school. Yes, right. she she won't she won't go outside at all. And before that, she loved to be outside. Okay, so what what does she say? What are her specific words? If she was standing at the door and you're about to go outside, you say she says no rain. What else does she say? Th- that's it. No inside. She says inside. No rain. No rain. No rain. Want to go inside? Want to go inside? So. What do you typically say to her? I, I try and ease her fears. I say, you know, it's not raining. Look at the sky. It's beautiful. There's no clouds. It's sunny. I try to do anything to ease her fears, but it, it, what I'm doing doesn't seem to work. What does she love outside that might make her shift her focus to something else? Like if she's got a puppy dog outside that she likes, and I don't mean she, go... She loves to play on the swings. The it's swings. Like her favorite thing. Yeah. We have a swing set in the backyard, and and I'm like, come on, let's go out in the swings. She she won't go. And then I might say to her, honey, you know, I know you were you, I know you were scared by that rainstorm, and rain that was a little scary. I might empathize with her. You know, I got really wet. Um, you said, I might tell her, it wasn't scary for me, but I didn't like getting wet. It wasn't a fun day. But sometimes rain is like that, and most of the time rain can be silly. For example, if the sprinklers are running and it's a really hot day, you can run through it. We can water the grass. You can have a teeny, teeny little squirt gun, one that looks not like those big ones that the kids have. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be silly. It can be, uh, we water, you have a watering pot that looks like it's raining, not that, you know, that comes out you know we water the plants and that's silly rain there can be fun rain there can be goofy rain you can make different categories of rain and when you feel like coming out to the swing I'll be outside today hon so I I should empathize with her but encourage I would encourage her now if you have to go outside then there's no question it's you know I, I can understand that you were you're afraid of rain Let's see. It doesn't look like it's going to rain today. And even if it does, maybe it will be silly rain today or fun rain or, uh, I don't know, even come up with a rain song that's that's playful. You want to try to empathize with her so she doesn't fight a battle with you because otherwise it ends up being not so much the rain. But you don't understand me, Mommy. I'm really afraid. And it's more the you don't understand than I'm really afraid. Mm-hmm. that That's upsetting her. But if you have empathy with her and then... Get on the swing set or invite her to do something really fun, a birthday party of a best friend or something that you're going out for. And if you don't make it into a big thing, oh, I know you were a little afraid of that rain before. Let's go on out and, and see. You know, you can even carry your umbrella today if you want to. It, it may be something silly. And then if it doesn't rain, we'll put the umbrella away. But we have the umbrella. So, you know, you could be do something playful. And as she gets older... Singing in the rain. Have you seen Singing in the Rain? 
Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, it is an old-time movie, but it is a must. It puts so much joy in my kids' life and my life, and it's make them laugh, make them laugh. That's one of the songs from it. And then, of course, you must know the main song. Sing, I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. And that's such a fun song that it may help her develop these other categories of rain, that rain can be fun. How did you handle it when you, when you had that mo- mommy's moment from, what did you call it, a horror moment with the yeah. kids? <laughs> I, not well. I mean, I, I wanted my, my older daughter was um, standing in, in the thunder and the lightning with an umbrella, and she uh. wouldn't get in the car, and I was afraid she was going to, you know, lightning was going to strike, and I'm, you know... I'm okay, so you might have yelled her to get in the car. <laughs> so your daughter may have been picking up more on your mood at that time. That if you were making it a very high anxiety mood, it may not so much be the rain, but she may be afraid that you may lose control again, or you may make it seem like it's a crisis, and you could have handled that better. I would use use. You're being honest with yourself, which is so dynamite. That's so great for you. If you can figure out how you would handle that same type of situation again differently, to lighten it up, to be playful with it, or to do something a little differently, you will have an opportunity. Your kids are still so young that you will have another opportunity where they may anticipate, oh, no, mom's going to lose it again. But instead of losing it, you handle it in a joyous way. So I would try that. There are also some fabulous parenting books, and I would go to my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com, Suzanne. Okay. And pick up the book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk by Adele Faber and Elaine Maslisch. It's at my website. And that is an incredibly fabulous book. I never would have been the parent or the therapist that I'm I'm able to be without the knowledge of how to raise kids from that book. So okay. thank you so very much for your call. And give me a call back. Let me know how things go. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Suzanne. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And if you want to call, my number's toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And we have a lot coming up. We have, um, actually, we have an after-hours line call, and we'll go to that now. But later on in the show, we'll be talking about what do you do if you lose a friend, and we'll be talking about scam artists. Right now, we're going to our after-hours line. What do you do if you think you're a lesbian? Okay, that's a quickie. What do you do if you think you're a lesbian? Now, that translates in into what do you do if you're a woman and you feel more sexually attracted to women than to men or to a particular woman than to men. So you could say the same thing if you were heterosexual. What do you do if you think you're a heterosexual? I mean, none of us would ask that question. So the problem with being in quotes or the the problem in quotes and being a lesbian is many people see it as a moral issue and also In the context of your own life, it may impact your life greatly. If you're married, if you have kids, or if you're dating a guy, what if you find out, what if you have much more feelings towards women than you do towards men? Well, I say no deceit. You've got to 
first spend the time to understand yourself. Do the introspective work. When am I attracted to women? When did this begin? Is it just at fantasizing? Is it at work? Have I experimented? Would I like to experiment? Am I attracted to a particular person? Or is it just in rebellion against a particular man or a particular man? Maybe I've had some bad experience with men. Maybe I've learned to please my dad my whole life and now I need to please the men in my life. So sex is just a duty. You can't make sex a duty. If you're in a heterosexual relationship and that's the problem, then it may not be that you need a woman. It may be that you need more self-assertion to hold on to yourself, to tell what feels good for you, what doesn't, what's a turnoff. So this is a totally private choice. This is not a moral issue. If you choose to be with a woman, it is your life. You have every right to go that route. You may get some some uh, problems from family members. If you have kids, that can complicate matters tremendously, and you want to handle it with tact. You don't want to be one of these angry uh, people in the gay or lesbian movement that make the whole movement look bad. You want to thoroughly enjoy your life, make your choices rationally, think them out long range and the values that it affects, and move forward in your own life. When we come back, we'll be talking about what do you do if you have a friend that abandons you. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DOCTOR-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by psychologist Drs. Kenner and Locke. There are books that offer particulars about dating online. However, don't be deluded into thinking that you can really know someone just from communicating through a website or email. You cannot get a complete accurate impression of someone unless you see them face to face over a long period of time. The person you meet online may turn out to be very different from the person you meet in the flesh. There are safe ways to meet potential partners in person so that your privacy and safety are protected. Meet in a public location. Carry a cell phone. Don't give any personal information such as your address. And let friends or family know where you plan to go. If you find yourself trusting the person on this first encounter, you can set up future meetings and gradually give out more personal information. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.